Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You just can't see me, which may or may not be intentional. I'm still getting my face on. Hold <laughs> just a second. How are you? Physically yeah? putting your face on? Uh, yeah, it's more my glasses. Oh. Um, and they're messy AF. Beyonce, Charles always gives me crap about that because he's an optician, right? So he cleans glasses a lot. So he's like, hi. It gets so smudgy so fast. I'm like, I'm just living my life. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, my boyfriend has the what is that the koala spray? Um, oh yeah, glasses, and he always will like, take them off my face and be like, "What is wrong with you?" Sprays <laughs> them down, and I'm like, "I didn't even know." It's like, yeah, you literally live in a blur. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I try to clean them all the time." So I always do like the the light look. Like, are they yeah, that much? Oh, they're not too bad. I can put them on. <laughs> I can live with that. Oh, there's like a big like thumbprint in the middle. Yeah, do something about that. Like you put, like, oh, like worse when like you put sunscreen on or something like that. It's really, it's like a real oily one right there. And you're it's like, like, how are you even operating? Like my my world is blurry. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's you know, you get you're just like, I'm just gonna get on with it. I don't have time for this. I don't have time to fix this. I'm just gonna live with it. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, nice. exactly. Right. Well, exactly. happy birthday again. Thank you. I I appreciate the fact that you're spending part of it with me, although I'm wondering why. <laughs> 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 like there's so many other fun things you could be doing. <laughs> no, I actually, uh, traditionally, I use my birthday or at least the first half of the day kind of as self-reflection. Okay. Kind of personal work on things. Okay. It's like self-care, but mixed with kind of, I look at the year, the year in review essentially, and okay. kind of see what's next and, you know, okay. help with the, the transition. It's better than what I did on my 30th birthday, which was like wanted to hide in my bed and never come out when I turned 30. So it's like, I finally kind of came to terms with like, some years are really emotional, others are not. And I just, I, ref, I reflect a lot. I try to do okay. stuff on my own. I, I do a lot of stuff on my own uh, during the day on my birthday. Like I'll ha okay. have like family time later, but like I, okay. I go out, I go to the gym, I go and do my routine, keep to a routine. Okay. I think if I had like you know, what we're working towards is like being able to have some financial flexibility and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's um, the day I have that, I won't book calls on my birthday. <laughs> it's like the day that I have that. Yeah, it's like fair enough. Because when you're when you're still at home on your birthday and you haven't like been able to travel or do anything that's like kind of removes you from your normal situation, it's kind of like yeah, it's right. just a day. So right, not quite feeling like your own person yet still because you're under the umbrella yeah. of other people in your life mm -hmm. I will say it. though I got to see my best friend yesterday which was great um my like I have I have a very small group of of really close friends I'm talking like third grade I've known them that length of time and mm -hmm. and uh I 
I got to see two of I got to talk to one for like hours before my birthday and then I got to see one yet and I got to see the other one yesterday which was really just helpful and cathartic it kind of um I don't get to you know I don't get to see those people and those people in reality when it comes to how I function in the world those friendships I think keep me going a little bit more than sometimes my own like romantic relationships ever had and Mm -hmm. um and it's mostly just because those are the people in my life not just people that call you on your own bullshit but it's like those are people that know me from start to finish Mm -hmm. and and have always been we're all a little weird like my my friend I saw yesterday my, my best friend love her to death she's like this total goth chick, goth rocker chick, bartender, covered in tattoos, lip piercing. I love her to death. She is my, like my soulmate as a human being. She is, she is everything. It's, but the two of us looking like standing next to each other, like this doesn't match. (laughs) It's like, here's this, this very nerdy white girl in the bad wolf t-shirt for Doctor Who. And she's like all gothed out, good, like makeup's done. Um, she's taller than me. She's very like, she's very giggly and very, it's, it's real. It's so surreal sometimes, but she is, she is one of my lifelines in life. And, um, it's my, my parents always make comments and stuff like that about her. And I'm like, no, you know, you don't, (laughs) you don't know her. Like I do. We both make mistakes in similar ways, but it's also kind of, Mm -hmm. I love her for who she is. And she's, she's she's great it's always I've spent a very long time with her and she's the the co-host of my former podcast that's that's my my soulmate we used to talk about sex and relationships on a on a monthly basis and I miss those things it's been very hard to get back into that so you're not doing the podcast right now we're not because it's just can't get can't get it together really um our schedules don't match up yesterday was a fluke like I was in San Francisco and I'm like I sent her a message I was in between appointments because I went and did my own self-care I got my haircut and stuff nice. like that and, and um you wouldn't know it because I'm a hair bag but it's like I'll uh, take your word for it yeah <laughs> um but uh I just sent her a message and I said I'm like are you working today? I'm here. If you're here, I'd love to at least see you for a little bit before I have to go to my next appointment. And I got lucky. She's actually, she was actually home for a change. So nice. yeah. So it's been very good. Good to four, uh, 24 hours, 12 hours. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's interesting you say that because, and this is like the only bit I'll try to talk about myself. Um, my best friend from like five or six years old, I'm going to her parents' place today because she had a baby. So she's yeah. having like a, a baby shower kind of thing that I've known her for like, yeah. I don't know, 25 years. I know, so right? I get that. I get that. And yeah. those were the friends that really helped me kind of remember my yeah. authentic self because they saw it before like the bad marriage and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. So they're like, yeah, well, you, you didn't need to deal with that. Like, I thought that was weird. Like that was very unlike you to act that way and behave that way and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So it was nice, like to be reminded, like, <laughs> 
the yeah. person you became is not who you were, right? And we liked that person. <laughs> yeah, we like that person. We we know yeah. that person exists in there, and it's right. yeah. My yeah. my friends are like that too. My friends are very um. They won't let me. They won't let me come come down. Uh, they'll like they'll listen to me in full, but they will also be like, it's it's not you can't take the blame for all of this like it's I was talking to my friend yesterday about my current situation with my significant other and we went through it of like yeah we I I could wait it out more and try to make you see if he changes but it's like it's been such a long time and she's like you don't have to though and most people people who don't know you are like maybe you should it's kind of like that like waxing way of like maybe you know because I don't really have any stake in it but the people who know you really well or have known you for years are the ones that are like I've seen what you need and if you don't ask for it you're you're going to be in tears you're going to be really hurt by all of this it's like you it's I those are the it's funny because those are your lifelong friends are kind of as long as they're good friends now we can have lifelong right. friends that are frenemies we shouldn't but we do have right. them they do exist um right. your lifelong friends are the ones that really put up the mirror in your face and it's like hey I know I've known you forever come on like yeah. I I know how weird you are I know how outspoken you are yeah it's always it's always where it goes like I know how weird you are don't pretend you're like this straight-laced person it's like I who are you <laughs> sit down yeah our yeah. good friends can look at that and see how are you different in the relationship than you were before like yeah. how is this relationship making you hide or bringing yeah. out things in you that aren't good right because it's like I saw I saw the control group this is weird right? yeah exactly it's yeah. like I, yeah. I I I know who you are and I know that you like to be a chameleon because you think it's I always get the you like to be a chameleon because it's normal Ooh, did you put your thing on a mug I did it's that like my cool. my business mug yeah your business mug <laughs> you're legit. in business it's Yay! official you have a mug <laughs> I know I use it though all the time so I'm like you know I don't need to buy it but I will use it so it's okay (laughs) we'll use it 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 will hold the tea or the coffee needed to be in session so it's worth it (laughs) but we're talking about you (laughs) yeah I know I clearly I was like very short tensive span sometimes um it's okay yeah my to my friend was like you you do the chameleon thing Right. Uh, to avoid conflict and it's like I and my best friend looked at me she's like I know you've been through all this stuff we already went through this because my mm-hmm. my abusive my covert narcissist that I cut that I bring up brought up in class a lot was not that long ago we're talking mm-hmm. we're talking 2019 so we're it's really mm-hmm. only been about three years of a process that really like did a lot of damage and she's like I right. know what you do you tend to like mold in to make people want to be with you but you don't have to do that it's like what's Mm -hmm. the point of that Mm -hmm. it's and I'm also lucky too because I have you know when you're when you're not coupled up I have friends that are coupled up my I have two best friends who are coupled and married and my longest like 30 plus years like known her since I was kindergarten Mm -hmm. Um, she has three kids 
And so she is a very different like perspective on things, but she's mm-hmm. still my best. She's still my best friend. She's like, I can't weigh in on the dating stuff anymore because I, I've been married now. Gosh, been married for 10 years now. So it's like, it's yeah, she can't weigh in on that stuff, but she can weigh in on they like, I know your family really well. I know all the drama that's happened. We've both been through all the drama. And then my other friends are like, my other two are just looking at it as, yeah, we've all had bad relationships. We've been in narcissistic relationships of some kind. And so mm-hmm. it manifests itself in, in some way. And we know that's like, it doesn't, it doesn't get better. So mm-hmm. it's good to have right. that, that friendship and um, I've missed that a lot during the pandemic. That's been the really shitty part is like, I know <clears throat> I would have left my relationship sooner if I had gotten to see my friends more mm-hmm. during the pandemic, the people that I like closest to and got to talk to them more. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fact my friends were already upset is like, we haven't met him. How have we not met him? You've been with him for over two years. How have we not met him? I'm like, no, I know. And that's a big, that's a big, (laughs) like, that is a big red flag of like somebody who's been in your life that long. You should at least have met them like at least one to two interactions. Um, There should be a brief one, like an introduction. I don't know why I'm not bringing this out in my head, but it's like, I feel like there is a brief one. And then there is like a hangout kind of get to see what they're like in public kind and see how you react to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, it's, they haven't met him. And that's so fucking shitty that it's, I, oh, excuse me. He met one, but it was because I forced him to go. I forced mm-hmm. him to come with me. And he didn't, he like loosened up once we got there, but I'm like, I had to get him to come with me we were in southern california and we were visiting his brother and he just wanted to hang out with his brother and do something i was like i get that it's your brother i was really happy to meet him and his family and all of that but like you need to meet this person this person's very important you you're not you're not getting out of this without at least meeting one of the very important key people in my life and mm-hmm. um and she's like he was fine but it didn't seem you didn't seem connected like he didn't seem like he was in a relationship and I know you're about like the PDA kind of thing and it's like he was sitting pretty far on the other side of the table you were sitting in front of me and I'm like you weren't behaving like a couple at all I'm like yeah yeah Yeah. so when people show you their true colors believe them yeah it is and and it's hard when people make excuses about not excuses, but chalk it up to stress. Mm-hmm. I, I get derailed on my intention or my kind of being very straightforward and to the point when it's, they're like, but I'm stressed out. I'm working too much or it's all this stuff and, or it, or the promise that it'll get better and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's where we're kind of heading with this like roundabout conversation today. Yeah, no, it's, it's your hour. So if that's, you talked about how you want, you take your birthday as a way to take stock and reflect and that your longstanding friends are an important part of your life. Yeah. Um, I would, I would assume that maybe 
being intentional about spending time with them is like mm-hmm. a, a goal for moving forward. Yeah, yeah it is. So then it's a goal to actually like go down. I mean, one to go back to my hometown where my, my friend that I saw yesterday, she lives, but mm-hmm. also to actually get to make time and go down to Southern California or go to my other friend is in Oregon. I haven't seen my niece who was born in June. She's a little Italy, little baby. It's her first, it's her first girl. I haven't seen her in person yeah. in now almost three years because of the pandemic and all of that. And she's got yeah. her kids and doesn't want to do that. So it's kind of, yeah, that, that is a goal. That is a goal to have the time and to make the time, even if it's a weekend to go and see them and to have that that space to to be with them and yeah yeah. that's yeah yeah I get that very much okay so how do you want to continue to maximize your time here do you want to keep talking about the boyfriend how we break up with them how do we how do I know it's like how to do that how do we break up with someone it's like this should not be well uh, just because that's that's been a theme you've talked about for several several sessions now and so yeah, I think that's something that's not going to change it's weighing um, it's because it's weighing heavy it's weighing heavy as a task of you need to do this um before you solely breach your integrity and mm-hmm. and cheat on and like full-blown cheat like have a physical affair with someone of like you need to you need to break this off I mean in fairness like this morning I got a message from you I got a message from my aunt and a couple of other people I have not heard from my boyfriend this morning on my fucking birthday I don't know what to say. It shouldn't matter, but it's like, I think should right there. Yeah. That should, is that should cause legit it's no, it's not. (laughs) Thank you for calling that out. No, it is not because the reality is I would never forget his or his girls. And I never have not, uh, since we've been together and like six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to send you something. I've, I'm really, I'm like, birthdays are important. Um, and I've dated now several people who were like, oh, it's just another day. I was like, why do you look at it that way? You should take stock every year. It could just be another day, but it's another day you get to yourself. You do what you want on your birthday. You don't have to be around people. That's fine. But people should I feel like when I say, I wish someone a happy birthday, it means like, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're safe. And I hope you, you know, take time for yourself. That's like my message to most of my friends and my family. Like, take time. Make it about you. Even if that's the only day in the year you make it about you. Make it about you. And um, so, yeah, I don't, um, I would never. I would never, and I even, it's terrible, but I still remember, I think I've only blocked out one ex-boyfriend's birthday since 
breaking up and that's the toxic ex and that was just because I'm like I need to go full erasure in my head of Mm -hmm. every piece of information I know it's somewhere back there it's like way back in my consciousness I've tried to I'm trying to like keep it buried like deep Mm -hmm. buried right but yeah that will then I guess be a green flag for moving forward if you ever choose to see someone new you can put this on like an intake form future it's boyfriend like, intake form how do you feel about birthdays how yeah how do you feel about birthdays do you celebrate <laughs> them and if you don't why yeah right I know <laughs> just I feel knock like, it out at the beginning right just like <laughs> like here's my, birthday. here's my birthday I don't even expect a gift all I expect is a please say something please acknowledge that I exist on my birthday and if you have time to spend time with me, I appreciate it more than anything, but I understand everybody as busy as like, but if you show that I'm a priority in any way. Now, I actually want to reframe that though, because I think that that's also, I was just about to say in any way and, or I did just say anyway, and that's a problem because saying in any way means I'm willing to accept even the bare minimum. And I think that's, that's what has happened is mm-hmm. I have spent so many years and so many relationships accepting crumbs from people. I am in this relationship because I was like, well, it gives a little bit. Mm-hmm. He sent me last night, the eve before my birthday, he sent me all these, no, my, my current is a libertarian. I have nothing against libertarians, but he is a very strong libertarian like constantly quoting philosophers and like trying to poke holes in any argument about politics that may be more emotional based for somebody else he's like it comes down on everybody and he's very you know pro pro gun and all that I have nothing against any of those things but he sends me like the night before my birthday he sends me all these memes that are about rifle like rifles and they're all like videos of rifles and people making jokes or saying things in jest. And I was like, I, I sent him a message back in sarcasm. Obviously he didn't take it as that, but I sent it in sarcasm. Like, is this just subliminal messaging that you want me to buy you a gun is like, cause this is, I don't know what this is for. Like, this is not, um, there is no context to any of these videos other than it's like, I think you just want me to buy you something. <laughs> Are you trying like, to tell me something? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed and I'm like, I'm like, dude, but his version of his version of affection is sending me memes. Why? Now you can weigh in on this as a personal, I, I give you the, I give you the opportunity to weigh on this as a personal. I don't know. Memes are funny. Can be. I'm not engrossed in it. I don't spend, I can't spend that much time on them. I, I'm more like kind of educational stuff than maybe memes. But to send them on a regular basis as like a form of foreplay, I'm like, really? Can, can you do better than this? Like, <laughs> use your words. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, are you trying? He's like, he says to me, I only send this to you and my brother. And I'm like, 
So this doesn't answer any questions. It raises more questions. Yeah, it brings more questions. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, am I should I be flattered? Because I'm not. I like really confused as to why this is this is how you've chosen to can I unsubscribe from these? (laughs) I know, really. Yeah. And they're they're all like they're all politically charged and and he and he's kind of like unable to read he can't read me after three years he can't read me even in the slightest um he is the guy who accepts the the like hey are you okay and I say I'm fine and it doesn't go anywhere not dig deep not not really anything I was uh last Sunday I was um, I was with him and his girls. They were watching Stranger Things. By the way, Stranger Things is a very well written show. However, these are like uh, his daughter is fourteen and uh, his daughters are fourteen and eleven. And I'm like, what the the darkness in these children already? And I'm like, geez, it's like people getting decapitated and stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like. I knew I was into some dark stuff when I was their age, but not like this. This is like, they're laughing at people getting decapitated. And I'm like, wow. When did yeah. someone get decapitated in the show? Um, I think. Oh, which episode is it? Oh, not decapitated. I'm using the wrong word. But it's the beginning of season four, like the first two episodes of season four. And like, they're laughing at people getting their eyes ripped out. and bombed. Oh, yes. Tracking now yeah yeah when they're getting all like yeah yeah and like stuff to the ceiling and I'm like that is that is the darkest thing I've seen in a while and I've seen some dark stuff yeah that's pretty rough yeah it's pretty rough but they're like laughing and they're enjoying every minute of it I'm like thinking myself like (laughs) if I I was their age now I'd be getting fucking nightmares over this shit what the hell um so we're yeah, why is that funny yeah I, I know why is that funny like is there something is there something I'm not did you ask that they're that like moment? they're like this is it's just crazy it's just crazy like they they just say it's just crazy I'm like crazy is not the word I'd come with and I I jokingly said at the end I was like well thank you for the nightmares as I was leaving and they started laughing and I'm like but it is kind of there's this it is a well-written show but it is so gruesome at times and you're just kind of like what what's going on with the I mean in fairness the kids now they're exposed to so much like the risk of we could without going into it too much but it's like yeah um they run the risk of dying in a school shooting on a regular basis all the time and that's really Mm -hmm. sad to think about but maybe that's what's like making this Mm -hmm. is so because I felt like Stranger Things was an adult show even though it's about kids I felt like it was more of an adult show truthfully Mm -hmm. well that in the 80s references made it more like more (laughs) like make me feel more at home (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah, yeah, so we were we were at home or at his house. And I was actually having my medication for my hormones and stuff has been really all kinds of messed up. Um my body just tanked. 
they pulled me off everything because they're waiting for lab tests, but like my body uh, is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's taking a path of like where we we woke up and chose violence against any treatment that you're trying to make. So I was in a, I was in a bad place. I was just like holding back tears. I was holding back tears and I, he just didn't, I just felt like I was choking my emotions down that whole time. And he didn't do anything. Didn't even acknowledge it. Didn't even, didn't even register. Um, and if it did, he said nothing that I think that's more of it than anything. I'm afraid that I'm going to find out that like, oh, I, I picked up on it. It's like, but you said nothing. You stayed silent. So why, why is that? Okay. As if I knew something was wrong with you and I felt it and it's hard because empaths are like, I feel it all. So I know when like, you're in a bad mood, I know you're in a bad way. I could hear it in your voice. But even like, I think most people would pick up that something was really wrong because my energy, like I had shut down, like I was literally kind of like curled up in a chair and, Mm -hmm. and yeah, there's just, I don't get it. Well, that's also part of the reason I'm sure that stranger things affects you to the level it does. Yeah. Oh God. It does. Well, I I remember seeing that because. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the show too, because it's so well-written, but watching that in season four, where they all get all like spider fight or something. Oh my God. Cause I think of how that would feel right. To get your bones broken and to like have that happen to your eyes. And so that's like the sensitive part of like, I can imagine, or I feel that in my body. And so that's not funny to me because, oh my God, that would be horrendous. Right. But other people don't think that way. Right. Yeah. And even like the, the dream sequence when, cause she's trapped in her consciousness while this is all right. happening when, right. when she, when the cheerleader dies, when Chrissy dies. Right. And it's, that's a lot of people's nightmare. Like that whole thing of dying, like having right. being chased by somebody, it's like, right. It's a very visceral feeling for an empath. It's very like, yeah. I don't, Agreed. yeah. So yeah. It, it is kind of, I feel like I'm an alien in the room sometimes with everybody of like, yeah, I'm a lot more emotionally frequenced than, than everybody that's sitting here. It's like, I've been picking up on it. Even the, I, I think the only one who might be more empathic is probably the little one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, but her dad kind of goes out of his way to he he's going out of his way to make them less and less emotional. I'm like, it's not a good thing. They're kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're going to run into trauma problems later of like, they can't express themselves. Mm-hmm. But then again, as we've discussed before, it's like, it's not my job to parent them. It's not. So it does make me wonder though. Um, Because, of course, our core theme has been your authentic self. And we talked about that a lot last week. Yeah. So knowing then your sensitivity to emotions, Mm -hmm. how how does that play into your authentic self? And how does that translate to how you interact with the people around you or how you want them to interact with you? Because it sounds like you're frustrated that your boyfriend isn't picking up on your signals yeah. So is that something where we choose to just be super blunt with them and be like, hey, 
pay attention to me. I feel really shitty. Yeah, <laughs> Notice know, me right. and say something. Because <laughs> yeah, some knows- people are just like that. You know, they need you to be that blunt. Yeah. But if that's a deal breaker, that's fine. So then mm-hmm. do we want over here to honor our authenticity? Are we looking for someone who has more sensitive filters? I think we're looking for somebody who has more sensitive filters. And maybe not even, I, I, and that might be a hard, that's, that's going to be a hard ask. Um, because it's not that they're not capable, although some of them think that it's impossible. I think if you, if I stay with men, it it will be harder, um, because that's, they're not encouraged Mm -hmm. to be that way, which is unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Um, I have met some in my life that are but they obviously don't end up with me. They end up with somebody else. Um, but yeah, very few are that in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I revert back to the, the guy from Luxembourg. It's he's more in touch with it. Like, um, but he's, you know, it's all relative. You just have to wait and see if it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you made a point earlier that I think ties into this well. And I, mm-hmm. I want to just get this thought out before I forget it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before about how you feel like you accept the bare minimum from people. Yeah. And I wonder if part of the work with your authentic self is finding what, like, if you know what the bare minimum is, what's the amount that's like, this feels good of this is the affection I want or I'm looking mm-hmm. for or whatever. And then the, the task of protecting and honoring your authentic self is to hold people to that standard yeah. because they will, they will treat you to the level you allow them to. Yeah. We, we set the tone for how people treat us. Yeah. So I think at, at the, like the mid level where it's comfortable is really someone who, who picks up on actually it's not picks up on it's that genuine care for someone mm-hmm. not treating your partner like they're part of a checklist um when your partner is telling you they need something or they need you a, a lot of the the breakdowns in my relationship has been I've needed him and he's just gone silent and he's not gone silent in the sense of what a single guy might do of like disappear when the going gets tough it's more of like there's just an excuse there's there is a I had I had work I can't do this I have the kids I have all it's this and it's like okay which is kind of in a form of neglect yeah, it is, which is why this has been such a lonely, this year has been the loneliest of the entire time we've been with each other because he just, he got to go back into an industry that he is thrives in. <clears throat> and I just realized like, yeah, you don't need me. And it's not about even needing, I, there needs to be, a, I need to have another word for that. Cause it's not need. 
it's that it's almost like there's no place for me yeah there's no place for me there's I'm not an asset to this situation that's a better way of putting it because I don't want it's like needy need 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 <clears throat> is someone who takes you want to be someone who contributes, but also the, the person that is you're in the relationship with also gives back. It's like, it, it can't just be, I give, 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 and you, you run with it. And then I have nothing from it. I'm dry. I'm dry as a bone. Like my soul is dry. It can't be like that, but that is where I'm at of, <clears throat> I am an afterthought in the situation. The assets to the situation are himself and his daughters. Mm -hmm. So it's and, more like wanting the push pull. Yeah, right? push pull of like, okay, my priorities are myself first, rightfully so. They always say, they say, put your, your mask on on an airplane before you put your child's on. I get it. You have to, you have to do that to help yourself. But it is, it's my life, my money, my, my job my stability, and then my girls. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in that. And he says other, and what frustrates me is it has come out and I've said, I don't feel like I'm part of this. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm going to move in with you. That, I've never lived with someone, <clears throat> uh, not, in, not in a romantic sense, ever. Never lived with someone. Um, I've had roommates. And the reason I see that as a no, that's not that helpful to our relationship that is stagnant and not going anywhere because moving in with me or having me move in with you just makes it so that I am forced to accept that that will have to be permanent unless I'm shatter that situation and leave. You put me in a more binding complicated situation and basically like well I love you but you have to accept it this way and it's because it's all on his terms looking for the apartment was all on his terms I was looking based on what he wanted and every time I brought up what what I felt I needed he would be like but it's less expensive to get this less expensive to get this is like, and I was just like, so anything that comes up, even if I'm willing to contribute more to the situation, you're still saying that I can't, you don't want that because it costs you too much. That's the narratives that are going on here between him and I, or were, we have stopped looking and basically because I told him a lie. I told them that the realtors in the area told us we should wait until after school starts, which is actually kind of, it's a half truth, not quite a lie. It was a half truth. They said the, the biggest rush was right before the school starting because people were looking for housing and that is what was happening here. But I made him step back and I continued to look for myself. But I made him step back because I was like, I'm the only one looking. I'm the only one going to these house showings and doing all those things. And it's my time is being used up for us to not get anything, to not have any access to anything because we're missing out because we are 
skipping steps. It's not as simple as it was during the pandemic. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. we're having, there's a lot more to go into it to look for an apartment. But yeah, he, um, it's the, everything is about him and his daughters, as it should be, he's a single dad, but I don't need to be a part of that if there's no room for me. And it makes me, and wanting stuff from him comes out as, and makes me feel selfish. Mm-hmm. feel like I am asking too much so I have stopped asking that's the hard part about this I have different thoughts <laughs> they're kind yeah. of all over the place but <clears throat> look we've spent almost 45 minutes really just talking about the boyfriend yeah. which is on your mind right and that's that's totally valid the sure. thing I've noticed in the past several calls as we've talked about him was mm-hmm. this this theme of me being unhappy is not a good enough reason to break up with him because yeah. it will cause him pain we've talked about how how do we get to the point where we feel confident enough in ourselves to be like hey I am happy and that is a good enough reason yeah <clears throat> But if he's showing signs of neglect, that too is a good enough reason. To walk away, yeah, it is. It is a good enough reason. I mean, if that's what you need to decide enough is enough, if that's what will help you move forward, mm-hmm. just take that for what it's worth. Yeah. There's also mm-hmm. value in looking at if you're going to break up with him mm-hmm. what are the shoulds that I'm putting into how I how I do that because the most effective breakup is the one you actually do yeah. <laughs> right Clearly, Not yeah. trying to like oh well, I need to, to talk to him and it needs to look like this and I you know if you're trying to craft like the perfect breakup and it keeps you from doing the work and taking action then maybe we need to cal- recalibrate and do something different Yeah, it's, I have all the evidence and I have all the evidence and I'm sorry, my dog is barking in the background because I'm sure there's a tennis ball somewhere nearby. Um, (laughs) It's always what it is. (laughs) I have both of my dogs in here. I'm waiting for something bad to happen too. (laughs) Something to set them off. Yeah, it's like what just lying in wait and then spark, bark, 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 bark. Yeah, okay. Um, but uh the I have all the evidence and I actually have like I'm talking to you now, there's no there's no emotion behind my voice, and that's really there's emotion in my heart of like I feel lousy that I am feel empty about this subject. Like I've talked about it at ad nauseum and I have, we've been through all, we've, we pulled all the evidence. We have the case. I don't have any other reason other than I, my friend said it actually perfectly yesterday. She said, I know your, your difficulty is 
you you are more afraid of being seen as a bad person for walking away from a man that is perceived as a really great guy. And that is the hard part. That's really what this is. The, mm-hmm. the only thing preventing me from pulling the trigger is the fact that everybody around me thinks he's a great man. And he is a great man. But that doesn't mean that he's a great person for me. Right. Um, you can and that's be a great okay. person. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay that he's not the right one for you. Yeah. Um, I have definitely made peace with the fact that like, I thought this was going to be the last one. I was really hoping it would be. I've dated way too much in my life, like way too much in the sense of it's exhausting. It's, I, I've been through too much emotional roller coaster, too much of all the, like the, the abuse, the trauma, the, the stagnant relationships, the people that just disappear. And you hope that like somebody who sticks around is going to be it. But you're yeah, not. So well, it sounds I, like, yeah, this is just what I'm seeing. You've got your continuum of these people, like the really bad, like abuse, mm-hmm. trauma, all of that. Now with this relationship, you know what the bare minimum looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, you know, next time, oh, this is a bare minimum guy. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's We're not even going to go there. Right. So with everything you learn, and that is where your authentic self is there in the lesson learned, right? To know what I am worth, uh, what I am worth, what I will put up with, what I will not put up with. And I get to decide when I move forward with that. Yeah. So I will not break up with him on my birthday. That would be kind of fucked up. Um, that would be more messed up for myself, really. Just be like, I don't feel like. Because I know I'm numb now, but I will. It always comes with tears at the end. Because you're like, you have to make a hard decision. And. But it will be soon. It'll likely. It'll likely be in the next week. Okay. So that's, I guess that's more on a more on track for it. So crazy. What will help you do the breakup? What tools maybe could we use? What support could we use? Um, just a maybe even at the bottom of like the the end of it, just kind of a reminder when you send me like the overview of of this, it just just a statement of like, remember, remember you have all the evidence you need. Mm-hmm. You have all the evidence you need. It is not about building a case up against him. You already know why you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And nothing, and no, no matter, and no matter how kind you are, you can't change that. Right. Yeah. If I have that in writing, I will put it, put it in a safe place so that I can look at it and remind myself that 
it's it's going to be it's going to be messy it might and and if it's not messy i have to be prepared for like yeah you'll be heartbroken because if it's not messy you'll be heartbroken because you were right and they just chose to drag it out and that's the shitty part i think i i know deep down that that's more what i'm worried about that like this is a this is to tell me that i am not enough and somebody knew it but they'd rather have a, have you around because you do stuff for them and not because they cared so i think i'm more i know i'm more concerned about that i don't think it's a case for enough it's not that you are not enough for him not at all he doesn't know how to have a relationship with you he doesn't know how and he yeah. thinks what he's doing is adequate and it's not he doesn't know that because he doesn't know any better yeah he doesn't know any better spent 13 years with somebody who had major mental illness and i can rationalize it i've met his i i knew his wife before all this <clears throat> and i feel for her but i'm sure that she felt just as neglected in some ways actually um when they were together and she went in full sabotage she gained weight she got her mother involved she just really like it was because she didn't know how to say what she wanted yeah yeah and she had two children so it was really even harder yeah so um yeah yep it's very possible too that he's really been bad at relationships long before you, oh, right? So yeah, this isn't. I've, it's I've not. It's not because you're not enough, right? <laughs> I think he is. He said it to me before of like I just thought I was going to end up alone, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that ha- also is something to do with it. Of like, you like being alone. And that's fine. If you like being alone, you can be alone. That's there's no nothing wrong with it. You can be a single dad and you can be on your own and nobody will tell you what to do. And you just mm-hmm. focus on your kids until they're of age. Mm-hmm. And then you can go about your life. And maybe mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need to wait around for you to figure that out. I don't need another two years of this. Um, you got stuff to do right you're gonna yeah Yeah. make that money money. (laughs) and it'll make that money Uh, move out move to paris sit on the cafe with the hat and the coffee build (laughs) your amazing coaching practice right you don't need two more years of bullshit no the coaching practice is definitely, I have to send out a message, a reminder or a request actually, because I would like to submit for the last, the last 15 for signature. So I can close that out and then take that test. Nice. And then I can work on, and then in, maybe not right away, but I can at least start work on the hundred hours for ICF, the actual like actually coaching coaching some more i like coaching i live for it you you know you know what that's like yeah it's it's kind of 
it can be draining, but man, it's just, it's something, it is something to look forward to. And I was listening to, I don't know if you listened to the the life coaching podcast with Noel and John, Kim. Sometimes, not often. Yeah. yeah. I had a good one about entrepreneurship 101 that, that, that just got released. It was a, it was a good episode. Um, I don't know if we had the instructor though, that they were talking about. They're like, oh, she's one of our instructors. Like really, I don't recognize the name. But it was a good, yeah, we didn't have a lot of business support in our cohort. They changed that. I think after we finished, like you guys have been asking for this for a long, long time. So now we're going to change it up and do more of that stuff. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, I know. Really? I kind of wonder if we can sit in on those every once in a while, like if we can ask to sit in on the entrepreneur stuff. Yeah. I think we get to as alumni, we can sit in on classes if we want to go. Yeah, I'm tempted to sit in on one of those because the entrepreneur stuff, it's that's the biggest thing of like, how how do we do this? I mean, we we know we can coach. We know we can f- facilitate amongst our peers and through ICF. But like, how do we go and mm-hmm. get ourselves back in the world? That's the important part. But one step at a time, I have to get have to get through the rest of it. But mm-hmm. yeah. So what would you like to work towards between now and next week then? So now next weekend. Breakup. That's a big one. Breakup, hopefully. Next week. That could be the only thing if you want that on the agenda. Yeah. I mean, there's other stuff. There's like, I came here wanting to talk about the financial stuff, but obviously the, um, that's been a recurring theme for a while. So yeah, authentic self's trying to tell you something, right? My authentic self is trying to tell me, it's like, you really need to, to get this. You need to be humane and get, and let go of this person who's clearly I guess not in love with you anymore or wasn't in love with you in the first place and just doesn't know how to say it. It's clearly on a different path. Yeah. And clearly I am too. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that and on a, like a sub note there, um, I need to go through my, my expenses because I am debating, on a side note, I'm debating, I actually kind of want to put more money in my high yield than, than the 250. Okay. Um, I'm like, kind of like, I'm tempted to put 500, maybe even a little bit more, but I might just, I'm like, I need to look at my expenses and see if I let go of that 500, what am I left with for now? And what will it be like future? Mm-hmm. So like, if you continue doing this, obviously you're building a nest egg and that's a great thing, but it's kind of also like, or right, what's it gonna, mm-hmm. will you still have enough room to pay bills and not living on ramen? Right. I can't even eat ramen, but the reality is like, um, yeah, it, it's that question of, okay, you still, you're gonna have to pay lar- higher rent at some point if you're doing 500 a month or more are you going to be able to make and what will your expenses look like what we have to cut back on or what will have to shift Mm -hmm. for you so right 
Were you able to open that CD? I, think um, I haven't this. opened the CD yet. No. Okay. Um, I actually got hit with it. I got hit with a medical bill that required some of the, my money to come out of it. So I haven't opened the CD yet. Um, but what I might do with the CD, I have to, I might start. That's the other thing. It's like, I might start. So I might start with 500 in the high yield because I need to have high yield parts because I need to have access to it. And then I might do a hundred in a CD, just chip, chip, chip away at it, but we'll see. I need to look at that though, before I pull the trigger on that. Cause it cost me, cause this medical bill cost me 11 K. It's a lot of money. I lost half of it. And that sadly is what emergency funds are for though. It's when stuff like that comes up. So yes. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just lousy. I was like, yeah. Like, oh, thank you to hold on to that money long. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Cool. Okay. So, were you also able to look at anything for Amsterdam? It's okay. Amsterdam. If you just check in. Um, I looked at it briefly. There's some things I'm still investigating because there's several different visas for Amsterdam that you can get. I'm trying to see which one I qualify for. So I'm still, I'm still reading the material on what it is, but yes, I have brought that. Cool. Okay. Just curious. So trying to figure out if it's, um, what, what ends up having to be viable. Cause some of the, I also looked at Ireland. There are some, um, I looked at Ireland, Amsterdam, and there are visas out there that are like, if you contribute, financial contribute, like you you put a certain lump sum of money, you can come live here for up to seven years and, um, and have health insurance and all those things, which is obviously if I go to any of these countries, I it would have to be like, I will have to secure um, national health care in order to, to go there just because of all the health problems that I have. So um, that might end up being a longer term goal of like saving the money to go to put you, money down. Do you have any idea of how much that lump sum might be? <clears throat> that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to find out. Okay. It's not clear. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, is it based on your income or is it based on they want this okay. to go there? Okay. So, okay, cool. So there we are. No, cool. I need coffee. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all need coffee. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe I do have your podcast up and running for your sessions. Okay. So I'll get this one uploaded and then I'll send you that link. That link. Um, pull it out. I have it uploaded to both Apple and Spotify. Okay. So you can look at it either one, whichever works for you. And then I'll send an email follow-up with, you said your goals for next week or <laughs> to break up with the boyfriend. Break up um, with, that's, a, that's the goal. That's a, yeah. such a terrible goal to have. I know, right? <laughs> On the to-do list. That's On not, the to-do list, must break up. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you don't mean it that way. I just, that's, that's what we've talked yeah, it's, about. It's, it's like happening next week. Yeah. 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 And then, um, 
again, we'll touch base about the, the expenses and then still looking at stuff for Amsterdam and Ireland about yeah. mm-hmm. and the rest too. Yeah. Just looking, looking into it, writing stuff down and trying okay. to see what's plausible. <clears throat> That's all we can do. Yep. Good. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> no, believe it or not. Like this is, this is kind of, this is the, the stuff that I was talking about. Like this helps. Okay. Going cool. into 37. I'm three years away from turning 40. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, no oh well Well, just imagine where you can be three years from now it might be incredible yeah that's the goal right yeah like the that is actually really the goal is when I turn 40 I want to be I want to be in a financially a much better place when I hit 40 and I want to have at least be on track if not reached some of these it would be nice three years is good Absolutely. I love it. Okay. All right, Laura. Take it easy. Rest, yeah. um, self-care, all of that good stuff. Yeah. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Yeah. Um, um always a message away. If you're like, I'm really mad and I need to vent, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also same goes to you, but also, you know, I know you're wrapping up with your coach, but let me know when you'd like to start again. Yeah. Okay. And we will go in that direction. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Have a good weekend. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.